you're thinking about how to keep your kiddos engaged and learning over the long break. You can deepen your understanding in so many ways and have a lot of fun with it, and it doesn't feel educational at all. Welcome to Epic Mom Life. I am your host, Kara Peterson. This show is sponsored by The Possum's Tale, a unique book adventure for your 6 to 12 year old child. Let's jump into today's show. How are you going to prevent your child from forgetting every single thing they learned this past school year? We talk about summer slippage, all of those things. Well, let's delve into some fun learning activities that you can do this summer. You're thinking, as summer is looming large, there is so much on my brain that I am worried about. You're thinking about how to keep your kiddos engaged and learning over the long break. You're also thinking about all the lists you have in your head, like creating routines and reading more and, oh my heck, the ever-constant struggle and fight over limiting screen time. What do you really want to do? You really want to relax, have fun, and enjoy the time that you have with your littles. Well, sometimes it seems that what we want to do to encourage and help our children is the very thing that causes conflict and tears in the home. So we're gonna look at some fun things we can do that still encourages learning and things that will cause your kid's brain to grow and not lose all of the stuff that they learned this past year. Expand on learning opportunities. Children are natural learners and they're naturally curious. And they want to know all of the whys and hows of how things work. I mean, we remember when they were little and everything was, why, why, why? They don't necessarily outgrow that. They just curb the auditory why, why, why. So you're going to try to find opportunities that don't feel like lessons where you can do a lot of those things and give them the opportunities to ask the whys and hows. I recommend some really fun science-type experiments that you can do at home. Pinterest is your friend. Great, 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 great resource. I remember my mom did this, and I'm sure she didn't mean to do this. She encouraged this with a clear bowl, water, and honestly, it's so long ago, I think I was six, I can't remember if she did sugar or salt, but she said it was a swimming pool because it was summer, and she sprinkled the sugar or the salt. You're going to have to do this in advance because, again, I can't remember. She says, here come the kids. They're going to go swimming, and she sprinkled the sugar in. And then she goes, oh, the mommies have to swim with their kiddos. So we're going to do the pepper. And she just put not ground coarse, but just fine black pepper in. So you could see all that pepper. And then she goes, oh, but here come the daddies. What happens when the daddies come? And I'm like, oh my gosh, they make a big splash. So she did one drop of, I don't know if we had green palm olive, or, and I don't know if that makes a difference, but she put one drop in the center of the swimming pool, and that was the daddies, and all of the... Mom, the mommies and the kiddos went all around the edge to get out of the way. So it looked like a belly flop. I mean, it didn't splash, but that's kind of the impression I got because everybody scattered to the edges. Now, obviously, I couldn't see the sugar or the salt that represented the kiddos, but I saw them in my head because the mommies were on the edge with the kids, of course. I didn't know this was a science-y thing. It never would have, I never would have considered that. And honestly, I have no idea why it worked that way. But you can be going over that and you can know this ahead of time, which would be really smart, and you can answer all those questions. But that was a fun thing. That would be a learning thing. It totally applies to summer and you're just expanding and you're looking for learning opportunities. 
these kinds of opportunities and science experiments, that kind of thing, help develop your child's critical thinking and problem-solving skills. More importantly, it engages your child in the world around them and has them ask why and how. Build something together. Building different things, and I hate using things, but there's just so many different ways to build, whether it's Legos, whether it's in the kitchen, whether it's actually with a saw and a hammer, um, whether it's a fort, but building things can help your child develop spatial reasoning skills and allow them to use their imagination. They can turn rectangular Legos into a racetrack, which is very square, but you're gonna have to round the edges, possibly, unless you're doing a drag, or a UFO. And then you're gonna ask them how their creation works, why they chose to make that thing, and what obstacles they faced because of the limitations of the materials they had on hand. Those seem like weird questions, but by going through those questions, your child is working through a lot of reasoning skills, and it's really, really important for the growth. Doesn't feel like learning, it just feels like they're explaining a fun project to you. Fun fact, when your child learns a new language or a musical instrument, their brains are growing white matter rather than gray matter, I guess. I'm not a super big scientist. And that helps their cognitive function and neural connections. Learning anything new, like cooking, knitting, coding, etc., helps them develop curiosity, focus, and perseverance. The importance of the foreign language and the musical instrument. I had I learned all about this when my kiddo, I, my older kiddo was one of those talented and gifted kids that wasn't getting challenged in school. But I, I didn't know how to make that happen. So I did all this research and I found out that learning a language or a musical instrument totally fires up the other half of the brain in the way that doing talented and gifted activities does. But it, it also does new neural pathways and that kind of thing. So if you're facing that kind of frustration, seriously veer them that way. My kiddo took drums and he actually learned to read music because he took piano first. He loved it. This was an amazing thing for him. Play games. Now some people will tell you only educational games are the games that will keep your child's brain engaged over the summer. I am going to disagree with that. And the reason why is because I believe that games are so beneficial in so many ways. I'm, I'm sure you hear me talk about games on almost every single one I do here. But they have so much value. They have value when you play as a family because you participate in together time. Together time gives that kiddo a feeling of connectedness, security, a feeling of what it means to be a unit and that they are a unit. All of these things contribute to how they present in the world, their confidence, which also gives them academic success. But that's all aside. It's just one of the reasons I love games. But it gives them a safe space because no one is talking about the chores that should be done, the pets that haven't been walked, or any family member who isn't pulling their weight or doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's all about coming together. Also, if you have kiddos who do not lose well or who do not win well, play collaborative games. I have a whole list of all of the games that we played at different stages in our family's lives because we had a five-year spread and we all played together. And so I have the ages that they're good for and why we loved them. And seven of those games are collaborative games because when you play a collaborative game, everybody beats the game together or 
everybody loses together. So it's no, you lost, you lost. It's all, how are we going to beat the game next time? It's all about being a unit and playing together. So skills you learn playing games. And there's going to be a blog link connected because I've done a whole thing just on gameplay. Critical thinking, strategy, motivation, social skills, compromise, and listening. By creating learning opportunities for your child, you can help them develop their cognitive skills and keep their brain active over the summer months. And with a little creativity and imagination, you can turn every single day, normal day activities into fun educational experiences for your child without them even knowing it. Enroll your kiddo in summer programs. Enrolling them in summer programs like niche camps is an excellent way to keep their brain active and you sane because you still have to get your crap done this summer. So for a complete list of summer camps available and that kind of thing, check out fun summer activities, which there will also be a link to. So one, you have STEM programs. STEM is hot and sexy that you have STEM everywhere. If you don't know what STEM is, I'm going to try to get this right. It's science, technology, engineering, and math. There are camps and programs offered for children specializing in STEM, and a lot of them are fabulous, like most. I would say like 85% of them are fabulous for your kinesthetic learners. A lot of your kinesthetic learners are the ones that aren't really doing well in school, not because they're not smart, because their needs aren't being met, and it's because they aren't being taught the way they need to be taught too. So a kinesthetic learner really wants hands-on. They want to be moving, they want to be up and about, and they want their hands tinkering. That's why children's museums are so great for these kinesthetic kiddos. The programs in our area that are great with STEM that parents and children flock to alike are offered actually by our aeronautical university. So go to places that you wouldn't normally go to to be looking for camps. By the way, our Aeronautical University doesn't even advertise these camps because they're full usually by March for the summer programs because they are so sought after. So if you aren't in the know, you don't know. Art programs. Art programs develop creativity, confidence, and they inspire self-expression. If your child has a love for the arts, look into programs in a lot of different places. Again, like your community college, your theater, your art galleries, and your music stores. Sports programs. Participating in team sports can help your child develop teamwork, leadership, communication skills. So sports programs will also keep your child moving. And I love this because I have an older child now who doesn't move a lot, but it helps create a lifelong healthy habits. Outdoor programs. Your child can learn a lot about the world around them without feeling like they're being taught. Participating in a program like hiking, camping, gardening, boating, bird watching, all of those things helps your child develop appreciation and a deeper understanding for the world around them. And they can stay motivated and engaged throughout the summer. These programs can provide great learning, great learning opportunities and help develop new skills. And most importantly to your child, it introduces them to new friends. Plan educational trips. So educational trips can be where your children learn new things and expand their knowledge, but also develop their curiosity. And it doesn't have to have the big label, educational trip. Views at museums. Now, museums sound super educational, 
But these can come in all shapes and sizes. I already mentioned the Children's Museum. Oh my heck, this is like a fun trip because usually your kiddos get to touch and manipulate and move around. This isn't a sit and you push the button and somebody talks to them about 19, you know, the 1840s and the miners or whatever. This is where they interact with the displays. History museums, those are going to usually talk about a specific time, people, place, or event. If your kiddo likes that, then that's fine. But again, be looking at different kinds of museums. My younger child is a total car dude. Every single thing is cars that he loves. We have hit a ton of car museums just in going from point A to point B. In places you didn't even know there were car museums. I didn't know Salt Lake had a car museum, but sure enough, I looked it up and there was one. He loved it, had a great time. So you can find museums to match your child's interest and age. Park Pass, have you heard of the National Park Pass? It's marketed, or it seems to be marketed, to the retired population. However, oh my heck, this is a great way for your children to learn and engage with the country. The best thing about it, in my opinion, for children, it has stickers. And who does not love stickers? So you get a book. I think it's called a pass park, a pass book. I think it's called a National Parks Pass Book. And it divides the country into regions. So I've only seen it from my mother and my mother-in-law. They both ended up getting it. They love it. And you have to visit a specific amount of national parks, monuments, or sites within each region. At each one, they have a visitor center. You go to the visitor center and they stamp your passport book, or they give you a sticker, and I think you can ask for the sticker in your book. And at the visitor center, your children learn all about that monument, park, or site. So they're learning all about these things. I love this idea. Attend cultural events. Ideally, you can sit down with a calendar at like the beginning of the, the summer, and I'm talking about like April or May, and you can start putting on the calendar which concerts, festivals, cultural events, or cultural centers that you want to attend or visit. So we live in Prescott, and two hours south is Phoenix. And in Phoenix, at an exit we get off all the time to head towards like the airport, there's a Chinese cultural center. We could easily go to that center. So there's different kinds of centers everywhere. So you'll, you'll just have to do some research, but sit down with the kiddos and see where they wanna go. It may not be easy because a lot of your festivals may not be announced until June, or the one in August may be announced in August, but be keeping your eyes open. Now, if you're anything like me, and I've been told I have an eating disorder because everything in my mind is wrapped around food, like how to get to places is you turn right at the Dairy Queen or you know what I mean? Everything for me is food. So once I visit this cultural event center festival or whatever, I'm going to want to research a little bit with my kiddos and then make a food from that country at home because that to me is super fun. That might not be your kind of fun. You might want to do an art project from that place, but you can deepen your understanding in so many ways and have a lot of fun with it and it doesn't feel educational at all. So educational trips can turn into a lot of fun and a lot of activities. And you can mix and match all of these different things, whether it's finding learning opportunities or niche camps or cultural events or whatever, so that you're doing a lot of these each week and they're all mixed up so it doesn't feel like you're doing the same type of thing 
over and over again. Okay, <clears throat> I would be remiss if I didn't say read, read, read. Does your child hate to read? Be sure to check out five ways to help your child fall in love with reading. Reading's my thing, writing's my thing. This is what I love most. So please be sure to check those out. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. So reading is one of the best ways to keep your child's brain engaged and active over the summer. When they're reading, if they're reading like actual words, you know, a lot of times they're finding vocabulary that not only do they not regularly use, it doesn't have to be words they don't know, but they may not use those words a lot. Like I have two boys, well, my oldest uses this word, but my youngest knows what the word irony means, but he doesn't use that word a lot. But if it's used in what he's reading, he is more likely to be more familiar with it and use it more regularly. So it helps your child develop vocabulary, comprehension, and critical thinking skills. Choose a variety of reading materials. If you have materials around the house, it's easier to choose those different variety. And let your kiddo decide what they want to read. Because if you are telling them you have to read a 300-page science fiction book, Okay, you're going to fight. This is back to that whole thing where a lot of what you're trying to do to help them is going to cause tears and conflict in the home. Let them choose. Let them navigate. If they're reading, like, what you should do is you should set up the, I want you reading for a half hour a day. That's just a for example. If they're reading a comic book, if they're reading a graphic novel, if they're reading a recipe book, whatever they're reading, they're choosing to read. But if they're reading for a half hour a day, you've, you've got to win because they probably weren't reading for a half hour a day before. If you want them to read more grade level, chapters, genres, that kind of thing, put them in the reading challenge at the library. The reading challenge at the library is a great thing and they almost always have specific things they want those kiddos to read and your kids will be with other kids their age so they'll all be talking about things they're reading and it helps your child fall more in line with some of those things that you're wanting them to read just in that challenge, but it's a shorter time period. So it's not like the whole summer we're going to do this. So that's what I would recommend just to make it not all on you. And then another suggestion I have is read together. Take turns reading the story. When you read the same story and then just, so if your child's older and they don't want to be read aloud, but you can read the same story. When you read the same story, you can discuss it together. And this allows your child to learn how to summarize. Remember, you're not going to say summarize. It's such a school term. You can say, hey, can you tell me what happened when where we left off? Because I got so busy today, I can't even remember. Well, that's summarizing, but you're not asking them to summarize. You're just telling your kiddo to help your old lady mom brain kick in, right? You can later ask your kid things like, oh my gosh, this totally sounds like they're telling us that something's going to happen without telling us. That's called foreshadowing or predicting great skills, but you don't have to say that. Okay, what do you think is going to happen based on this? This totally sounds like a clue, right? This is a great way to also build their skills in using inference based on what they're reading. All of these things are fabulous for your kiddo. So reading can be as difficult as you want to make it or is as hard, but it helps kids explore new worlds and become heroes in those worlds and have great topics for conversation. Just remember to not allow those topics become 
well, you're wrong because you're not thinking about it right or you're too young to understand. Really respect where they're coming from because it's just conversations. Writing. Writing will definitely feel more like school because they have to get back to writing. So be sure to check out summer writing prompts. And I already have that for you and that's in the show notes. Encouraging your child to write can help develop the writing skills, encourage creativity, and create writing fluency. So keeping your child's brain active during the summer months is essential to prevent summer slippage and retain what they learned the previous year. Create learning, create learning opportunities, find engaging summer programs, and plan educational trips. Read, 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 and write. And when you do all of these things and mix them up, it doesn't feel like you're doing a whole bunch that is painful. And your child will actually want to participate in a lot of these. So the movie quote this week, remember, you're the one who can fill the world with sunshine, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. If you are hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to send you a huge thank you. Please leave me a comment or review and share with other moms you know. Get in touch in the comments or on Kara's social media networks. See you next week for a new episode.